Super Talk Mississippi media production. I'm Steve Azar, and I'm on the other side of the microphone, meaning I'm asking the questions this time, and oh, have mercy for the airwaves. I spent 20 years in Music City, wrote and made some hits, traveled the world, and then moved my family back to the birthplace of American music and where the magnolia trees prosper. And now every time I put my feet on Mississippi soil, when I'm off the road, well, I'm at peace. On this show, it's all about hearing the story straight from the mouths of the friends I've made along the way, their journey to success. Heck, there might be someone on, I don't even know, but you know how us Mississippi types are. We tend to take well to new company. In a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them. I'm Steve Azar. It's just like that muddy river moving slow. Ain't no worries, it's how life goes, baby. In a Mississippi minute. That's right. I'm rolling with you today from the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. I'm Steve Azar. Thanks for listening to In a Mississippi Minute, folks. I really appreciate that. Reminding you that there's so many amazing and fantastic and wonderful things to do right in, here in Mississippi. Once this mess is over, just go to visit Mississippi.org to find out more. Today's guest knows all about the wonderful things we have to do right here. And when it comes to the art and its form, first and foremost, an accomplished and acclaimed artist she is, but also dedicated to preserving the arts, particularly in her hometown of Charleston, Mississippi. As our man Morgan Freeman once said, I think it was on The Tonight Show when he was asked where he lived. He, like only he can do with such an amazing dramatic pause, said, Charleston, the Charleston, Mississippi. That's the best I could do. So let's get to talking with her right now, the extremely talented and gracious-hearted Carol Roark. Hey, Carol. Hey, Steve. How are you today? Well, you know, um, we're all in the same <laughs> little Noah's Ark just riding around looking for dry land. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting world we're in right now. It sure is. So, you know, the first thing I want to talk about is the effect all of this has on a small town. You know, I've traveled the country, traveled the world, but I spent a lot of time in a bus and... I'd look and, you know, outside and except, you know, you got your larger cities in each state, but mostly every state's full of rural towns, small towns. This pandemic, this mess we're in, the bad weather that we get on top of that, uh, you know, short term, just coming from your perspective, just on the economic side of things and then maybe into the long term and how it truly affects the arts. Okay, well, you know, Charleston is a really close-knit little town. Um, it's definitely affected us. Um, it, you know, everything is so bizarre right now, it's just almost hard to explain. Uh, in our own way, we are still very connected, um, even when we're distancing, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. You still see... Business is doing what they can and improvising in ways that, that that you didn't know they could do. I know with our our small organization, CARE, which is Charleston Arts and Revitalization Effort, we have, of course, closed our, um, our gallery and our facility, but we've really tried to utilize our social media and our website, you know, everything from arts and crafts to do with your kids at home to 
educational things and museum tours to just local information, you know, trying to get it out to the public as best we can. Because not only um, are we social distancing, but we're so rural, uh, which makes it, you know, that that's how a lot of Mississippi is. Exactly. And we, it seems like we were just getting, like, prime and started. I know that when I called you and talked to you about doing the radio show, and we were, we were talking about me I'm bringing the band in as well, but I really believe that we were, we were sort of on a, a morale roll, you know? Now, I know yeah, the money yeah. not like, uh, like we weren't raking in the money, you know what I'm saying? But there was still, I mean, there was still a significant <laughs> amount, you know? We, we weren't ro- like rolling in the dough, but there right. was spirit and morale, and that carries you, I feel like, always um, to more deposits rather than withdrawals. I mean, so it was coming, I felt exactly. like. And so on the arts itself, you just talked about, I get the fact that uh, that you're having to go virtual. Everybody's doing it. If I have to do another mm-hmm. house, uh, one song, concert, whatever, I'm going to die. <laughs> you know, I stumbled across... Uh, I was going through some videos and pictures and just going through some old times uh, with friends. People were sending stuff, and one of my bandmates sent me this video that I didn't see. And it was, I think we were playing Madison Square Garden, and the place was going crazy. He goes, do you miss it? And I said, oh, my gosh, I'm playing to a, to a camera or to an iPhone, you know what I mean? And it's, uh, although we're playing for people that are looking beyond that. And I haven't done probably what I need to do with this. When somebody calls and asks, we do it, you know, but... Um, I just, uh, I've focused more on this list that my wife has that's been around for like 14 years. That I, yeah, I think that a I'm lot of uh, husbands are focusing on that. <laughs> <laughs> How's your husband maintaining? Yeah, yeah, he's, he's had a list that he's having to check to. Fortunately, he is somewhat of an essential worker, so he's still out and about doing his thing. Uh, but, but yeah, we're knocking some things off that list as well. Yeah, I tell you, talking to Carol Rourke. She's in Charleston, Mississippi. Has endured some tough weather uh, as of late. Uh, thinking about you guys there for sure and throughout our country. Carol, when did the arts really start for you? Was it a Wonder Years thing? Did you always know that this is what you had to do for your life? Okay, so when I was very young, probably seven, eight years old, mom wanted me to do music, which I love, but I'm not very good at. I wanted to do art classes, so we compromised. I took piano for a while. She realized, just like I did, that was not my calling, and I began to take private lessons, but it was still more or less just a hobby. Um, I sketched off and on through high school. No real formal training. My main focus was horses, and I competed in riding events all through my teenage years. Um and so I competed with a riding team at Wood College back in the late 80s, and I took art appreciation while I was there. And the instructor there, Susan Dorsey's husband, Michael Dorsey, was head of the art department at Mississippi State. And she talked me into just going and looking um, at the art department at State. In my mind at the time, I thought I was going to ride in the Olympics one day, but... Wow. You know, I was still, still very young and naive. <laughs> so, no, no, that's all right. You're so, supposed to be young and dreaming, you know? <laughs> so 
so anyway, we um, we went over to Mississippi State, and um, I toured the department, and you know, it was just like, wow, this is this is kind of where I think I belong. And uh, so I, I majored in art there, and you know, it's it's so funny. My poor parents, who were very supportive in everything, here I was telling them, well, I'm gonna you know, grow up and, and train horses and, and do all this. I know they're just shaking their heads. And so I came home and I said, okay, I'm not going to be a horse trainer. I'm going to be an artist. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that when, yeah, the, the, when, the, when the glass hit the floor? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But they just smile. And then I said, but I promise I'm going to make it work. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to get a degree. I'll probably do graphic design. I won't starve to death, I promise. Um, so I did did get uh, my Bachelor of Fine Arts from Mississippi State and with an emphasis in graphic design and painting. But painting was really, really the, the main calling. And, and I worked as a freelance illustrator for years. I was um, I did the cover for the Dixie National Quarter War Show program for like 10 years was the official artist for that among some other magazine covers and but but painting's always been my thing and um I started studying with Sammy Britt um not you know I took some workshops and then I actually audited a class at Delta State because he was just like no other painting instructor I'd ever had and Hmm. and he's the one that that taught me to love where I am you know I, I I was I, I specialized in equine portraiture because basically at the time I was looking at, okay, well, I can do a painting, sell it, and pay for the next horse show. Right. <laughs> and um, <laughs> so, and, and he, he, he questioned me. He said, you know, why don't you paint landscapes? And I'm, I'm like, well, I was, we were living in Cleveland at the time, and I said, yeah, I'm, in, I'm in the Mississippi in the Delta you need to be like in the Rocky Mountains or or the the Southwest, you know. So we're just we're just Mississippi, and and I'll just never forget it. He looked at me and he said, "You don't know anything about those places." He said, "Haven't you lived in Mississippi all your life?" And I said, "Well, yeah." And he said, "You've never opened your eyes." Mm-hmm. And and he took wow. me over to a window and he said, "I want you to look at the panes in that window." He said, "There's a painting in every window pane," and it it was just like the light bulb came on. Um, wow. And and you know and and now to me I think the Delta is just the most beautiful place in the world. I just it, it's there's no other place like it. No, there's not. And and you've opened up my mind to a bunch of questions. We're going to get to in the next segment. We're with Carol Rourke, and uh, I'm you got I got chills a little bit. I got excited when I heard you say that because <laughs> I've been writing songs about this place as you know forever. I know you and, have. <laughs> and it's up to us to keep this. You know, keep the world understanding what it feels like to be here. You know, and that's that's done in art in all forms. We're in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful Studios. I'm with beautiful Carol right now. We're going to dig more into her life and drive her crazy. She may be laying on the couch having uh, second thoughts about being on a Mississippi Minute with me. But uh, we're going to get through it. Don't forget to go to visit Mississippi.org to find out all the incredible things you can do, including in Charleston, Mississippi. We're going to be right back. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Uh, I appreciate you guys tuning in. 
Keep Miss It's a Beautiful Studio. We've got Carol Roark. That's a hard word, hard name to say. Just FYI, because I want to throw an R in there somehow, Carol. Uh, we are in uh, in some crazy times, and when these times uh, decide to uh, leave our hearts, souls, minds, and we get back to work, uh, we're going to go to visitmississippi.org to find out all the incredible things you can do, including in our Delta, throughout the state. Uh, and Carol and I are going to talk a great bit about what they've got going on in the arts. But now you brought up some questions from the first thing. First of all, Mississippi State, I know them for ag. I know them for the cheese. I know them for their cowbells. I've been to many games, glorious games, when they're doing Don't Stop Believing, the Journey song, everything. <laughs> and I'm going like, time out. What about like, uh, I don't have to be me until Monday. Play that baby. Uh, anyway, right. no, but I've been to some great games and stuff and really enjoy it. Uh, and also, obviously, I understand uh, the architecture part and all that. We have friends, they're architects and all that. I didn't know about their art department. So tell me about that. Well, you know, it, it's it's like unless you're, you know, it, at South Carolina School of Art and Design, it's like any art department. We're always the stepchildren. Um, the state has a fantastic art department, and it, it's changed so much since I was there because it, it's been a minute. Actually, you know, when I was there, we were still going to a couple of bars and hearing you play. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, it, you know, they had a great, when I was there, it was just on the verge where everything was starting to shift more toward computers. But it was, there was still a strong illustration um, foundation there, and they had a great, uh, illustration department, uh, great painting department. Um, my figure drawing instructor, now they call it life drawing. I, you know, it, it was just phenomenal. But it was also a very close knit group of students and instructors because the department was small. Mm-hmm. Uh, so everybody knew everybody. You know, it was just like in, in a small high school like I attended, you know, you walk down the halls and pass a professor, and he knew he knew who you were and where you were supposed to be. And um, so that was, you know, I still keep up with some of my professors today. And and it was just it was just a really personal experience. Um, and there's been a lot of lot of great artists that have come out of there. Um, you know, it's yeah. it's 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 a neat place. Well, you talk about this one mentor that sort of made you finally you know first of all you're you're growing up here you see it all we see all the beauty but it's it's all around it's it's what you're used to and a lot of times when you see something you're not used to like mountains and uh, the niagara falls and all this you just stare at it because it's just not in your wheelhouse you know it's not something we're used to seeing but when you leave this place for any particular amount of time like i did and I craved it, so I wrote about it. So it was it was interesting, but coming back, Carol, 20 years later, as a dad rather than being just a son, as, you know, I was married right when, well, my wife was at University of Arkansas, so we were in Greenville for two years, and then we were in Nashville for 20, and then back in Greenville. So when we came back full circle with kids and a different perspective on life, the Delta looked like what I was hoping that I was articulating in song, but it even took it to another level. And so I just started writing like you paint. Now, mm-hmm. so I get it. And it's just so important for us to be able to do that. But it's the most fulfilling thing that I've ever done in my life. And when I wrote Waiting on Joe, I was able to 
keep the Delta in with having a song that people could understand and appreciate on radio, you know, but especially right. mostly video with Morgan doing what he did and all that. But I guess, you know what I'm saying? So I, I guess this guy was It's almost like something's huge, in right? the water, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, oh, listen, first of all, we know there's something in the water. We do. Second of all, <laughs> second of all. It's kind of secret we want to keep. Oh, no, I know. No, we definitely do. And we do a pretty good job of it, but we do need people to come visit us and, and partake in all this incredible art and museums and, and our history Absolutely. because it's worth coming to. As you travel the world and you go, you know, you go to Italy and you go to places, uh, you're in Venice, it's cool as it can be, but we're that cool. So, all right, so mm-hmm. this mentor just, was it like the light bulb moment? It really was, you know. It, um, Sammy, he was a professor at Delta State for years and years, and he retired, and then that didn't work out, and he's back teaching at Delta State, but he teaches out of the studio, which was is just on, it's kind of toward Marigold. Um, and he had studied with Henry Hinchy, who was a, a very renowned colorist. The colorist movement was kind of, the impressionist taken to the next level. And and so Sammy taught me so much about studying the light key, you know, how, how light affects um, what it hits, whether it's in December at 8 a.m. or July at 5 p.m. Is wow. it sunny? Is it rainy? And, um, and, and it's just this in-depth study of, of color and light. And the light... Here is is incredible. Um, from just this golden light we have, you know, in, in winter, to to now we've got this. It's you know we haven't hit the summer hot haze yet, but it's it's this I don't know just softness to everything right now. You've got these baby spring greens coming out, and you know fields are starting to get broken up, and and so you, you've got different tones in the dirt and the fields, and and it, it's just incredible and and i you know i think some of it's probably a level of maturity i was you know when i was in college and just out i was thinking okay i want to get away from mississippi i want to move to big city i want to do this i want to do that i i I didn't stop to really appreciate what was right in front of me and um after uh that's expected you know come on but that's expected you know carol i mean don't beat yourself over that we're all young in that way you know (laughs) but but continue oh i know i have a i have teenager well i have one about to graduate college (laughs) and one graduating high school and that's all that's on their brain right now um but like you said you know especially as you get to become parents it's so nice to raise children here where it's still there's still community, and, and things are a little bit slower, and we're okay with that. Um, I don't know. It just it, I think it, it helps to extend those childhoods a little bit. Does the painting, when, when, you, when you do a painting and you have to, you have, to have them printed, right? I mean, do you, who gets the original, or, or, or are you only doing original? I mean, what's, what's so the deal? I'm, I, I did prints for years, and then the print market just, it, to me, it it was it was too complicated for what it's worth, and and the whole Clay with Thomas Kincaid thing came into play, and and you know there were people were buying prints for what you could buy originals from up and coming artists for, and I just I don't know it was all I don't know somewhat of a charade to me because a print is a print it will still fade it's not an original, 
So I'll occasionally do one now. I, do, I, I was big into the print market when I was doing more illustrations. But now I mostly do originals. And those, even if I sell an original, unless I sell the copyright, I still retain the rights to it. So I still can do anything I want with it, even though it's not in my possession anymore. Um, and, and I'll do calendars and things like that, because it is nice to have something... But anybody can have their hands on, and 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 I want that, you know, that I want outsiders, quote quote, to see what we have here, and so that right. helps me spread things out that little. But it is a little different, you know, from from what you deal with as far as copyrights and and, and the music industry fascinates me just as well, and the arts as a whole, you know, yeah. it's just we have a different. Eh, I don't know if it's age with me or what, but I just, I'm intended this a little bit more. It's just how sensitive artists are, whether it's performance or visual or whatever. There's just like an enhancement to every, to our senses. Do you, right. Don't you think? Oh, are you kidding me? It, it, it attacks all senses. I mean, it's, uh, we're an emotion business. It's, it's an emotion driven mm-hmm. business. It's a blessing. And a blessing and a smidge of a curse and mostly a blessing and a blessing. And it's, and it's really the best part of the roller coaster ride that, you, that you're on that's pretty amazing. We're with Carol Roark, and she is in Charleston, Mississippi. We're in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful Studios. Charleston's a beautiful place. i got to refer to a memory in it when we get back. Uh, we are the birthplace of American music. Oh, guys, don't please. Don't forget to go to visit Mississippi.org when all this mess is over. There's a whole lot to do right here. You don't have to go all over the world. Let the world come to us. Uh, but, Carol, you get to play DJ as we are the birthplace of American music. So, into the break, would you like to hear a little bit of Bobby Gentry or Denise LaSalle? Oh, Bobby Gentry, without a doubt. Well, there it is. Don't go nowhere. Carol Ork and me will be right back. Brother Mary Becky Thompson, they bought a store in Tupelo. There was a virus going round, Papa caught it and he died last spring. And now Mama doesn't seem to want to do much of anything. And me, I spend a lot of time picking flowers up on Choctaw Ridge. The news doesn't sleep, and neither do we. Fox News Radio, late breaking, up to the minute, from around the world, around the clock, here on Super Talk Mississippi. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm in a hurry, one hell of a hurry. I know Steve Azar and Keep Missing Beautiful Studio, thanks for tuning in to In a Mississippi Minute. I appreciate that, guys, a whole lot. Carol Roark is a fantastic, uh, brilliant, talented, gracious, uh, compassionate artist. She's our very own. I just love that. And uh, excited to have her on in Mississippi Minute. Carol, 
calendars are getting slung all over the place. Dates moved months and months later, hopefully. So tell me what's going on and what you guys are doing there, arts-wise. So I'm the director of the Charleston Arts and Revitalization Effort, which we call CARE. Um, And it's for Charleston to be as small and rural a town as it is, we have this fantastic little arts council with a beautiful historic three-story old bank building as our facility. It hosts an art gallery on the bottom floor and then offices and then art and dance studios on the top floor. And um, our little town is just blessed to have something like this. We, we, you know, in normal times, we offer classes, we have summer camps for kids, we have um, different musical things, we have a huge festival in October, we partner with the Mississippi Museum of Art, we actually, fingers crossed, have an exhibit coming in middle of May, a Marie Hall exhibit to our gallery for a couple of months. Um, We try to keep activities for all ages, all interests there as often as we can, and we try to provide it free if not very, very below what the normal cost would be. Our gallery is mm-hmm. always free. All of those exhibits are free. And then we also reach out into the community. We work on beautification projects. Um, when it first started, we really worked with health and wellness, and we had this wonderful wellness center in Charleston that kind of sprung out from that, and now they handle that aspect of it. Um, but, of course, our building is closed right now. So we're, we're concentrating more on, on online, you know, trying to give all these kids are at home, people are sitting at home, so we're, we're trying to provide links to, to webinars and to craft sites and to virtual tours and, and anything that, that can keep the arts alive, you know, while everybody's stuck around doing nothing. Um, but it, it, it really is. It, it's a volunteer base pretty much. I'm, I'm an employee, and I have an office manager, but our festival is fully volunteer-run. Yeah. Um, it, it, and it brings the whole community together. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, it's just amazing. Our foundation uh, has the Delta Soul Celebrity Gotham Charity event every year, and it is totally, totally volunteer-run, committee-run. I mean, it's insane how gracious everybody is, and with all this going on, and we're a June event— you know, we have to make some, have had to make some hard calls on this stuff. And, oh, wow. And it's difficult because we want to be able to give to places like yours, you know? So we yeah, we yeah. feel like we're like very responsible for keeping programs going and alive because we're part of it. And some places we put an entire music school in, you know, like that didn't have band and didn't have the visual arts and all that. You know, what are we going to do if we can't continue to contribute to them even in these times it's funny my brother who's on the board of saint jude and is on our board i've always blown this off either if we're on the phone or we're doing a board meeting he always talks about a rainy day and he says you know you need to be we need to all be prepared for this and i I, you know i'm always wanting to give it all away i mean that spigot's never going to quit dripping because it's turned on and it's rolling you know but he's right and who would have ever thought it'd be something like this when you go into virtual world, you're competing with space now, right? Mm-hmm. So right. you can see if people are clicking and spending time on there. So for you guys, how's it going? Do you feel like you're productive still? 
Well, you know, you got to think, too, Tallahatchie County is very rural, but there's a lot of poverty. We have, um, you know, I think our numbers across the board are up slightly, but we also deal with so many that, that don't even have Internet access. Mm. Um, so that that affects us. You know, we know we're not reaching what we normally reach and what we would like to reach just because of the roadblocks that are there. Um, but we're still putting it out there. Um, if, you know, if it benefits one or two people, it's worth every little bit of effort on our part. That's right. Do you guys ever have Robins? Like, I'm in my studio right now. And if you mm-hmm. guys are hearing any sort of knocking, it's not anyone knocking <laughs> at the door. I've got this one crazy Robin for a month that is, you know, seeing this reflection. Yeah. It's been going for a month. Well, we've had a red bird do that on the rearview mirror of the car. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, things are a little different down yeah, here. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Got birds are crazy. Oh, my gosh. It's unbelievable. And then this bird brought another bird. I, or maybe this is the other one. All I know is then there were two. I mean, it's like, like come come do this with me. I want to. Yeah, I just don't understand it. Maybe you should paint that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, Carol, so if somebody wants to go to buy a painting from or get you to paint something, do they give you their vision of what they want ever? Or is it is it sort of like that? Or do you go, here's what I'm painting you? Am I asking a loose question because it didn't sound No, no, right. no, 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 not at all. Um, you know, it, it's funny how that's evolved over the years. Um, 10, 15 years ago, it was like, I'll paint whatever you want. Um, now, because I have seen what it's like to paint just to paint for a paycheck versus painting something that, you know, inspiring to me. Right. And and doing landscapes, um, what I, everything I paint for the most part, gosh, probably 75% of it is within 5 or 10 miles of our farm. But everything right now hanging in the studio, I've stood in front of. Wow. And so, you know, I try to go to the places, you know, if it's, if it's an area you know, if they have a particular photograph that's something that, oh, we would, you know, this was our grandfather's whatever, it's no longer there, I'll look at it and, and decide, okay, is it, can I do this and make it something they'll treasure forever, right. or is, it, is the information too limiting for that? But when possible, I, I sit down with a client, and I'm like, you know, let me visit the site. Let me look at it and do some sketches, look at it at different light, bring the sketches and the small studies to you, and then let's talk, and, and we go from there. And and I just feel like then, then the client get a, a higher quality piece of art that's, that's way more personal than just, my, you know, me trying to interpret their vision. Two questions. I got that. Okay, two mm-hmm. questions. One is, have you done a coffee table book of your art? And two, have you kept paintings that you will never get rid of that there's no money in the world that could uh could take that could take it away from you for a particular reason of just too personal so um question one i have um i only have i think two copies of it left i had a project of mm, i guess it's been two years ago uh, Wayne Andrews with the Yacht Nipitafa Arts Council in Oxford is just phenomenal with what he gets done for artists and with artists over there in Oxford. And I, I work with them a lot. And he has a CSA project, it's called. It's a community-supported art. And it's, it's somewhat of a grant where an artist comes up with a project 
and and they promote it. And and so I had the, I painted two hundred studies in two hundred days and recorded them in a book. Wow. And um, so that was that was in two thousand and gosh, I guess that was two thousand and seventeen. And and it, it was it was great. I mean, it was great for me as far as the experience. Um, it, you know. The best way I know to describe it, it was like how I envisioned an actor being in character. And it was like I was never out of character. You know, I was always studying, studying, studying. Right. Um, so that was, you know, the book is really great, for, you know, the, being able to do that. But really it was the experience of painting all those paintings that benefited me more than anything. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, there are a couple of paintings um, <laughs> One is a painting that I I look at now and I'm like I can't even believe you said that but but Sammy is uh, Brit is a man of few words so when you gain um, really good feedback from him you tend to remember it right and uh, so uh, about a year after I had been painting with him in, in various workshops and, and things like that I was painting a painting at a workshop and he walked by and he looked at it and he said. That one's not too bad. You might get this yet. <laughs> and that one still hangs on my wall. Yeah, no, that was that moment. That was that little pat on the back you needed. <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's so fantastic. All right, well, we're going to go into a break because we're almost done with an entire Mississippi Minute, which you know all about. Don't forget, don't forget guys, go to keepmississippibeautiful.com uh, to check out how you can keep your surroundings clean. It's very important that we keep our towns looking beautiful when everybody comes in. And go to visitmississippi.org to find out all the great things that, you know, that maybe you've never done here that's just sitting right here, like visit Charleston, Mississippi. I'm with Carol Roark, incredible artist, uh, one of our true gems of the Delta. We're going to be right back. My friends at Guarantee Bank believe in every crisis, there lies an opportunity. Use this time to plan for the future as life returns to normal. It always does. Stay safe, help those in need or who are struggling with the effects of the crisis. Stay six feet apart and wash your hands. Let Guarantee Bank make this chaotic time a little less stressful. They have a full menu of electronic self-service options that allow you to make deposits transfer money, pay bills, check balances, and much more from your phone or computer. If you'd like to talk to a Guarantee Bank member at your branch, they're available from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Monday through Friday. The phone number is 800-847-7454. Stay safe and stay healthy. Guarantee Bank, member FDIC. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Here in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio, uh, go to visitmississippi.org. I'll keep preaching this. You're going to get tired of hearing it like a broken record. Uh, but if anybody can break a record, it's me since I'm in the record business. So there you go. Go to visitmississippi.org. Check out all the great things that you can do uh, while you're uh, while we're sort of getting ourselves and our feet back underneath us uh, so we can rock. Uh, Carol? You're, you got a festival that you guys are planning. Uh, when, when was the festival, and is it going to happen? Or is that a bad question? So our, fe- our, our festival is October the 10th, and it will be the 10th anniversary of the Gateway to the Delta Festival. Charleston 
sits on the bluff right as you drop down into the delta, so it's considered the gateway. As of right now, we are on full go, and we're just going to keep that in mind and stay that course, you know, yeah. as long as we can. Well, we are doing a rebooted version of Mighty Mississippi Music Festival, now the Mighty Roots Music Festival. Howard Stovall and I on Stovall Farms, where Muddy Waters live, so the weekend before. So you will, uh, we'll be little bookend events now. Uh, yeah. And uh, I, I can't believe I'm doing this to myself again, but it's a lot of work. <laughs> it's just a lot of work, you know. It's a lot it's, of work. It's like a, all these things that we do deserve full time, and we can't give it to them. So uh, exactly. I've actually created a clone of me. There's like 14, and my wife my wife's has been stabbing all of them because she's sick of all of me <laughs> during this time. Anyway, it's, a, it's an interesting time here at the Azar House. Uh, so how can people reach out to you? Can they go online and find out how they can get one of your paintings, your website, obviously? Uh, tell us how. Yes, you can, you can go to my website, which is Carol Rourke. R-O-A-R-K dot com. I'm also on Facebook and Instagram at Roark Studios. And then you can visit CARE on Facebook and Instagram under the Charleston Arts and Revitalization Effort. And we are careartms.com is our website. I love it. I'm going to have to do a, uh, we're going to have to do a music and art book together of some type. Figure yeah. out sort of a, be a unique version of intellectual property people will pay for the paintings but they're going to want to stream the music they're not going to pay me so, <laughs> no it's all right it's all it's all good i've gotten into it now I've, I've come out of the dark age and primitive primitive days of when we had record sales which was very exciting by the way it paid for a lot of things and uh and you know you have to adapt overcome and improvise and that's what we've done and it's been pretty cool uh, your festival that you guys do, you celebrate who you are, right? This is what I've been preaching to so many rural towns in, in our state that, and in any state, you know, that it's sort of like a lot of the magic happens in these small places. I know the greatest songwriters I've ever met in my life grew up in towns of like hundreds, right? Maybe a thousand. Right, right. And, but they had these incredible imaginations incredible wit all of them so you know it's incredible you look at mac mcinelli from bellevue mississippi you look for a, mm -hmm. or belmont or bellevue which one is it belmont mississippi i think it's belmont belmont yeah and then my one of my pals mark allen springer wiener arkansas i made him take me there one day because i didn't believe it existed and <laughs> and and it barely existed except their minds are like how on earth and the only thing i could think of is they were raised in such a small area that they could only dream big you know what i'm saying yeah that yeah, they were absolutely. ready to explode and they were the ones that had to play with a stick you know outside and <laughs> it's it's just so interesting do you think that all the technology that kids have right now do you think that it hinders them hinders them from not being able to get out and just sort of look at nature and and, uh, I actually, I do. Um, we had our summer camp year before last at, at CARE. We had a grant from the Mississippi Delta National Heritage Area that helped pay for it. And so we spent a week with teenagers. And it was a week of we were able to do this camp, and they produced their own book at the end of what they saw and it was the delta through their eyes and we did photography mm. and on location art 
And those kids are still talking about that today. And we actually took them out of town onto the bluff, way up high, so they could see on this web. And, I mean, one's five miles from town. But some of these kids had never seen the Delta like that, and they were yeah. just blown away. And, and you know, I, I wonder how it's going to change everything. I wonder when you when you grow up not building with Legos, that tangible, you know, in-your-hand building how that's going to affect you later in life, um, your creativity and your thinking outside the box. So, yeah, it bothers me. Um, um, it, it, it remains to be seen. I, you know, I definitely think there are lots of benefits there, too, but I'm, I'm just afraid maybe we don't quite have the balance we should. Right. Carol, I can't thank you for taking the time. Everybody go to carolroark.com, carolroark.com, C-A-R-O-L-R-O-A-R-K.com. Check out her incredible art. She's one of our true treasures, uh, and uh, the tradition continues with uh, this incredible something in the water that uh, we get to experience, and we appreciate being able to share it with all of you out there. Go to visitmississippi.org. Check out all the wonderful things that you can be doing right here in our glorious state. You've been in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful Studios in a Mississippi Minute. How many times can Carol and I say the word Mississippi? Not enough. (laughs) We'll see you later. Bless you. I'm Steve Azar. In a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them, where you can take your sweet time. JT. This guy is so great. I'm not worried about him. JT. I'm only worried he's going to give me a kiss. Kiss. The JT Show, weekdays 10 to 1 on 97.3 FM. Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.